Loan Dayin from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Arctic update from the 21st of November 2023. A quick summary of what's going down north of the Arctic Circle. Let's start the week with news about the warming of the planet. Researchers from the University College London published a report on Monday the 13th in the journal Earth System Dynamics, which aimed to estimate how the warming of the Arctic is affecting the global temperature. According to the study, the Arctic is warming about four times faster than the rest of the world. If this continues, the threshold of 2 degrees Celsius of warming set by the Paris Climate Agreement as the limit to prevent a global catastrophe will be reached eight years faster than previously thought, now in 2051. Rapid Arctic warming affects the whole planet for many reasons, including rising sea levels and melting permafrost. The report calls for increased action to limit climate change and more funding for monitoring the Arctic to predict global changes. Speaking of the Paris Climate Agreement, the Greenlandic Parliament voted on Tuesday the 14th that the country will join the Climate Change Agreement. This will legally bind Greenland to work toward keeping the world's temperature rise below 2 degrees Celsius. The government also announced it would design its first national climate change strategy, which will incorporate the needs of citizens, businesses, and civil society. The Alaskan climate got a major report, too. On Tuesday the 14th, a scientific report the Biden administration issued included a chapter devoted specifically to Alaska. The document says that Alaska is warming between two and three times faster than the continental U.S. and will significantly impact Alaska's infrastructure, security, health, and livelihoods. The document says that national security is at risk as well. Flooding, erosion, and other physical disruptions that climate change brings might damage military installations. The report concludes that massive investment is required to adapt the U.S. state to climate change in order to protect its citizens and security. In other Alaska news, the Willow Oil Project has another legal battle to overcome. Last week, a district judge denied the statements from environmental groups, which said that the project would be too harmful. The Sierra Club, Alaska Wilderness League, and other environmental groups have now appealed this decision. They filed an injunction on Wednesday the 15th to block the construction of the 8 billion U.S. dollar oil and gas drilling project, arguing a delay is necessary to stop imminent cultural and environmental harms. By the 29th of November, environmentalists should have a response, which will determine whether the construction proceeds this winter. Winter in Alaska is always harsh, but this year has been dangerously difficult. In the last week, four homeless people died in Anchorage after the city experienced over three feet, or 90 centimeters, of snow from the 5th to the 14th of November. These deaths bring the total homeless fatalities to 49 in 2023, which vastly eclipses the 2022 figure of 24. In response, the city government met in a special session on Tuesday the 14th and approved increasing the size of a new homeless shelter from 150 to 200 beds. Now, over from Alaska to Canada. On Friday the 17th, the federal government announced in a press release that there would be a huge funding boost to fishing communities in Newfoundland and Labrador. 25 million Canadian dollars, about 18 million U.S. dollars, will be split across 150 projects to modernize equipment and improve productivity, quality, and sustainability in the province's fish and seafood sectors. As the Arctic Ocean melts, Russia aims to send more ships via the Northern Sea Route to deliver oil and gas to Asia. A new record for traffic traveling through this route has been achieved, with the amounts shipped reaching over 30 million tons. This represents a 6% increase compared to 2022. The shipping lanes are now all closed as the winter sea ice thickens, but as Russia aims to increase traffic to 200 million tons by 2030, more ships will probably be traveling through the Arctic very soon. Russia's neighbor, Finland, has highlighted how relations between the two countries are deteriorating. 
Kateri Orpal, the Finnish president, announced that the nation will close four of its borders with Russia on Saturday the 18th. This decision aims to stem the flow of asylum seekers into Finland from Russia. On Wednesday the 15th, Orpo asserted that Russia is sending record numbers of migrants to Finland in an attempt to destabilize the country as revenge for joining NATO earlier this year. Norwegian Justice Minister Emily Ingermell said Norway, which shares an Arctic border with Russia, is also ready to close its border if necessary. As Russia's European relations continue to fracture, the country is looking elsewhere for cooperation. Russia announced last month that it will set up its own Arctic science base on the Norwegian island of Svalbard. According to a press release from the Arctic and Antarctic Research Institute, published on Friday the 17th, China and Brazil have shown great interest in developing scientific cooperation with Russia in the Arctic. Brazil has shown interest in joining the Arctic Council as an observer as it seeks to gain access to mineral extraction projects in the Arctic. Russia has also invited India, Korea, Indonesia, Turkey, and South Africa into its Arctic research. Let's go to Iceland, where the threat of volcanic eruption continues. After Grindavik, the town closest to the expected eruption site, was evacuated on the 10th of November, there have been a number of updates from the area. On Thursday the 16th, the Minister for Social Affairs announced he is presenting a bill to Parliament to provide financial relief to any evacuees from Grindavik who are now unable to work. On Tuesday the 14th, construction of a massive lava barrier began around the Svartsengi power plant and Blue Lagoon Spa. The barrier will be between 6 and 8 meters, or 20 to 26 feet high, and will cost about 2.3 million U.S. dollars. A small increase in the property tax will finance the barrier. The Blue Lagoon Spa also announced it will remain closed until the 30th of November. Earthquakes continue to frequently batter the area as people of Grendevik wait in uncertainty about how the situation unfolds. An independent Truth and Reconciliation Commission is urging Sweden and the Church of Sweden to apologize for historical injustices against the Tornadalians, a northern Swedish minority. The commission's report, published on Thursday the 16th, highlights assimilation policies that harmed Tornadalian culture and language. Taria Ratama, vice president of the Swedish Tornadalian Association, sees the report as a positive step towards government recognition and support. The Tornadalians, descendants of the 19th century Finnish settlers, faced assimilation, including a ban on their language until the 1960s. The commission recommends measures to strengthen their language. Miankieli and calls for an official public apology from the state of Sweden. And to close this edition, some sports news. Norway has just two professional football clubs, Boda Glimt and Tromsa, which play within the Arctic Circle. Neither have been historically very successful, but this year, in the Elitserien, Norway's top-tier league, both clubs have been dominating. With two games left in the season, Tromsa sits in second place. After beating Olesand on the 12th of November, Boda Glimt was named champions of Norway for the third time in four years. Before 2019, an Arctic club had never won the Norwegian title, marking an incredible shift in sporting power in the country. And that's it for this week. Ads are the villains in podcasts. So be a hero and save the audience from listening to a mediocre ad about a beverage you won't try. Go ahead and tell all your friends about us. Remember, you can also help us financially by making a donation with the link in the show notes. We would really appreciate it. Hold up.